coming up on today's experience. Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but they build up brain cells for your enjoyment. Oh, yeah. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. In regards to the media and government, they tear down brain cells for your annoyance. Wow. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because I mix a decent blend of faith, fun, and pasta vazool. What do you think of that? Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. the David Spoon Experience Local, National, and Heavenly Talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400,000 milliseconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, here, this one, straightforward. What should we do less in our lives? Oh, 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 oh get that dagger out of my back. Ouch. Ow, that hurts. All right. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, just reach out to us. A great way to do that, you can use the Telephone. Yes, it's something they invented where you can talk to people. You can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Now, when you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Talking to Dynamite D, that's like finding an old treasure that you thought you lost. That's pretty good, Dave. That's not too shabby, right? Not too shabby. You know, you can also text us during the show, 214-210-8483. I, I do reply to many of them, and sometimes uh, we get quite a few. 214-210-8483. Get ready for it. 214 <gasps> Three. I am a mechanical voice. Anyway, also, you can send us an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david, not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, just david at hemustincrease.org. Send you up to the website, as we often do, and as you guys are well aware, the new apps for Apple and for Android are up on the website. They are free, available, and ready to rock and roll. 
That's number one. So that's not oh, bad. Oh, wow. Yeah, ready to go. Number two, don't do what I did. And because you're an old fogey, you have your fonts set really high so that when you look at it, it looks like the website is all over the place. Because when old fogey people like David Spoon set their fonts really high, it shows that the website is like, you know, like all over. If you put them to the normal place, you will be able to see the normal website. Jumbo funts. That's what yeah, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. So you might as well have just given me a flip phone with, uh, you know, I'm just, 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 I'm just gonna start carrying a backpack with a little walkie-talkie on the back of it, and maybe that'll help. So the apps are up. I want to make sure you understand that. Plus, update on the brochures that they had all the problems with. We will get them today or tomorrow. Plenty of time for everybody and anybody to use for any kind of ambassador information you're looking for. If you know what that's about, go to the website. Just check out the ambassador link. You'll figure it out. It's at the top. And then also on the website, it's a place to give. And we really appreciate when people give. And we want to thank everybody for giving and for wanting to give. We appreciate that deeply. And we ask that if the Lord puts it on your heart, respond. And if he doesn't, don't worry about it. You can't get any simpler than that. But if you invest in this ministry, we're going to take it and invest in advancing this ministry. That's the goal. Just simply uh, go to the website to get that information. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. That's what I wanted to do to Birdie today because he woke us up at, listen to this now, it's not a joke, 12 to 4.30 and 6.30. See, Dave, usually I thought he wakes you up at 3, but this time he was really at He was just, I don't know. I know he's coming into his own as a dog, but some of this stuff's got to stop. We have to give that dog doggy downers because this is going to be a little bit ridiculous. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) It's like, wow. Anyhow, that be that as it may, a couple of things I want to tell you. Be praying for the audience, right? What's the thing we said we're going to be doing this month? Praying for other ministries, not this ministry that you're listening to here and not the church you go to. You think, well, why would you do that? Because that gets you involved in the body of Christ. It is not one denomination. It is not one hand. It is not one eye. It is not one leg. It is a body. And so in that process, let's be praying for one another, all who call upon the name of the Lord in sincerity and in truth and be blessing and asking them to help their ministries. That's number one. Uh, so you're going to pray for the audience, pray for the ministries, and that's all the ministries. And then I want to lift up a prayer. So Brother Jesse uh, is looking for some part-time work, and I know some other people are struggling financially. So I just want to pray that the Lord will bless people. And if that blessing comes in actual dollars or it comes in opportunities, whatever the case may be, it's up to the Lord. But we want the Lord to do the blessing because then you know it has surety and it has a, a, a quality in it. So let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. I lift up my brother Jesse to you, looking for a part-time job just to pay the bills, Lord. And we just ask you to bless him and enable him and encourage him. Don't let him get discouraged, but in the exact opposite, let him be encouraged. And for everybody who's struggling a bit in the dollar realm, struggling on the financials, looking at the world going, please come, (laughs) because we're doing that on a regular basis, we ask you to open up 
the, the flow, the windows of heaven, and pour out upon your people blessings that they may testify to your glory that you have provided for them and they know it came from your hand and they share that testimony with others. Open up the windows of heaven and pour into their lives. Let their arms be open wide to receive. Be the God who gives that we absolutely believe and know that you are. Do that in their lives and in their circumstances. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, that is the way to get it rolling. Now that I've done that, I'm going to ruin your Christmas. Isn't that nice of me? Just like, just like at least a, you told like, us. Just, I'm just telling you right now. Time here we are. Matthew chapter ten. Uh, it's not my fault. <laughs> I didn't write Matthew chapter ten. We're uh, looking at verse thirty-four. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter ten, verse thirty-four. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. No, I came to bring a sword. Now let's just stop right there for a second because what's going on right there? Well, everybody knows at Christmas time. You know, everybody's like, oh, man, peace on earth amongst men and stuff like that. That just sounds so great. But Jesus is saying, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. What's the problem? The problem is everybody who took Christmas blew the scripture out, didn't interpretate it correctly. Yes, the King James falls short in this. Don't get mad at me about it. It's you going to any Greek in the new King James follows that. But this is a really important point. Here's what the text says in Luke chapter 2, verse 14. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. That is not peace amongst men, but it's peace between God and men. So that scripture that you heard about in Christmas that everybody quotes and they from the from the different churches and the chosen frozen, that's cool, that's awesome, it's wrong. Don't get mad at me. It's wrong. Jesus tells you quite clearly in Matthew, hey, I didn't come to bring peace. So that interpretation that he came to bring peace person to person is ridiculous. In fact, this verse teaches you the exact opposite. So you can't get mad about anything. You can't say anything. The literal translation, just in, in case you're wondering, the literal. So this is a literal, like, lexicon, uh, like, lexicon director. Glory to God in the highest on earth, peace among men, whom his him whom he is pleased. I mean, that's what it's, it's got nothing to do with man against man. This is man and God. And what Jesus did was he came to bring peace between God and men. That was his mission. He's the mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. That's the call. So when people misinterpret that passage, I think that's great that they want to do that in the sense of have peace with one another. The Bible says, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Of course, that does mean as much as lieth in you, which does mean something. And so here's the other process I want to say, and I just want to make sure you get it. Okay, Jesus said, don't imagine that I came to bring peace. Sorry, Christmas fans. Peace on earth is not amongst men, but between God and mankind through Jesus Christ. While bringing peace with God, Jesus brought distinctions with absolute clarity between people. How do you know that you're at peace with God? I'm going to tell you, you're not at peace with the world or the worldly. It drives you nuts. Other so-called Christians, political mostly, and otherwise, they don't get our obsession with Jesus. Because they ain't saved. Sorry. <laughs> you can't say that. I just did. Here's the bottom line. They don't care about Jesus. 
for them, it's a religion that's a nice add-on. I mean, even in the professional sports, you had somebody saying, religion is not supposed to divide people. Apparently, he doesn't even know what the word holy means because it means separated. And we are a holy people unto God, separated from the world. So, yeah, that's not true. Uh, but, you know, religion, it's killed more people than any wars. Nope, not even close. Communism's killed a billion people. All religious wars combined haven't even reached 25 million to 30 million. It's just stupid. People say the stupidest things. It's not my fault. Well, you know what, you know what Einstein said? If you do it again and again and again, expect different results. Oh, that's the definition of insanity. Einstein never said that, and that's not the definition of insanity, not in any realm in the world, and that's not even who originated the statement. It came out of Al-Anon in 1981, guy saying you're doing the same destructive behavior over and over again and expecting different results is insane. <laughs> that's, it's just like they just hear one thing and they go to the town. It's like, come back. Come back to the reality over here. Okay, what did Jesus say? Uh-oh, Dave, get off the horse. This is what Jesus said. Don't imagine I've come to bring peace. Nope, I came to bring a sword. Verse 35, I came to set a man against his father, a daughter against your mother, a daughter-in-law against your mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right in your own household. You don't hear that at Christmas, do you? <laughs> yeah, we'll get into it when we get back. But I'm just telling you. I didn't write it. I'm just reading it. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. This is one of the first verses in my Christian faith that I learned. Which is, you know, it's, you don't think about it, but when I first became a Christian, people would share this verse with me. I didn't know why. I was going to find out why because God was going to set me free from a lot of drug use, but I didn't know then what was going on. I was like, oh, I keep hearing this verse. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, the freedom for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So now in our society, you say the word slavery, and people start going, arr, 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 and then everybody starts freaking out. You know what? We're never going to change what the gospel is, and the gospel is the reality, the truth. We're not going to alter it for culture. We're not going to say it differently so people aren't offended. If you're offended, turn the radio off. Okay? That's your answer. You've got fingers. Use them. Here's our, or you've got the ability to turn it on. You've got the ability to turn it off. Here's the bottom line. Every one of us, every one of us, before Jesus Christ was in bondage to sin. Every one of us. Now that we are in Jesus Christ, we are free from the penalty of that sin, and the Lord is working in us the process to overcome that sin practically. We've talked about it multiple times. You understand salvation from a little bit of a, you know, smart, not smart, um, multiple scripture point of view. Scriptures talk about salvation being past tense. Scripture talks about salvation being present tense. And scripture talks about salvation being future tense. But the only way that could happen is if, watch this, salvation is past tense, present tense, and future tense. <laughs> See, so the only way it can happen is 
because that's what it says. And so in that, we need to understand that from the past point of view, we are free from the penalty of sin. Yay! Currently, we're going through what is called sanctification, where we're being delivered. We're delivered from the power of sin, and we're learning in our own lives. We don't have to live for sin. And then eventually, when we're with the Lord forever and ever, we will be free from the presence of sin, and there won't be any evil, any bad, any yucky. Okay? Cool. In the meantime, while the justification, while the penalty for sin is done, while the freedom is there, the sanctification process is the one where he makes you look like Jesus, now that he's pronounced you to be like Jesus, and that's the one you got to fight through. That's the one that you have to go, you know what, I'm free. I just don't have to do that. I don't have to. That, therefore, becomes a responsibility because the scripture says, stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery, which means that you can. But if you do, it'll be your choice. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for our first trivia question after I turn down my flamethrower. Came in hot, Dave. Yeah. I think the marshmallow is done. All right, uh, here's your first trivia question. Paul wrote to the Romans, for the wages of sin is... Got to fill in the blank. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Joanne and Cordelia, not even letting me finish the question. (laughs) They're so on top of it. Don't you love that? Uh, If you know the answer, by the way, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. You know, you don't want to really get me started because if I start going into the traditional things that they do where they show you the, the manger scenes, <laughs> see, the, 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 the wise men didn't come for two years after the birth. So anyway, <laughs> I told that to my wife. She goes, I like the manger scene. Leave it alone. <laughs> like okay but it's not you know accurate all right but anyway so somebody read but it does make a lot of money uh somebody ready to answer a trivia question let's send them on through knock knock this is david who am i talking to this is gary how are you today i'm doing a lot better gary a lot better than i was doing yesterday so and i know you've been praying for me man don't you stop <laughs> okay. don't you dare don't you dare stop all right here we go classic text Kind of lays it out before people. Paul wrote to the Romans for the wages of sin is death. That is correct, Amigo. <laughs> Ironically, it is both spiritual and physical death. So I mean, it's it's not even one form of death. It's death in in it in kind of a different facet because Abraham when Adam. Uh, uh, sinned, his fellowship with God was broken, but he didn't die for yet another so many years. I mean, it was 930, I think, when he died. So that just gives you a real a real good handle on that, I think. So, wow, cool. Excellent. How are you feeling, by the way? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. Let me pray for you. I just want to pray okay. for you. I love praying for you, so let me just do it. 
Father, we come before you right now. I lift up my precious brother, Gary. I ask you in the name of Jesus that you would give him healing power to surge through his body. Nothing is impossible for you, Lord. Giving him redemption of that body and giving him healing is in your ability. And we ask you to grant that request, grant that petition, so that he can find healing power, renewal, and strength and be able to testify that he's doing much better. We're looking for that, Lord. We're looking for him to raise up, put his feet upon a rock, and put a new song in his mouth. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen, and I thank you very much, and I'll continue to pray for you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. God bless you. You too. All right. All right, rolling, rolling, rolling. Let's get right into our DNA. We got no time to got no time to mess around today. Uh, D stands for draw closer to the Lord daily. Daily. I mean daily. Like just a little. Again, I just I want to say this. I think it's really cool when people do their devotions. Don't get the wrong idea. But I just think the consistency in it and spending that time, uh, it's kind of like any relationship that's real. So in my relationship with my wife, we spend time every day talking a little bit. But we pray, uh, I pray over her and pray together every time we separate. Every time, like every time we separate in the morning, okay? That kind of thing, it's worth it. And Dave, it may have to be more than once a day. Yeah, you know, that's an excellent point. Oh, you know, that's something you brought up. That's so great that you brought that up. You wonder why I was praying and I had to stop praying and then take care of something that came up and then I had to go back into prayer. And so I was kind of talking to the Lord about that going, uh, well, that doesn't happen a lot for me. So I was like, is that okay or whatever? And then he reminded me of Jesus in the garden. It's like he prayed, stopped, checked on the disciples. That didn't go all that great. But then he went back and prayed to stop, check back on the disciples. Then he went back and prayed more. So it's like, you are exactly right. Excellent point of view by Dynamite D. Nice work there, brother. Uh, So D, draw closer to the Lord daily and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, 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 never be ashamed of what Jesus has to say, ever. And then A, always be ready to serve. OPM, other people matter. Try to keep in mind that the more self focused you are the more self-drained you become think of it in those terms the more you give out the uh, uh, what a man sows that shall he also reap and if you give out to others then you reach that place of, of having others care for you as well it's a great it's just a great way to do it all right let me get into the text uh because this is um the next part and i want to be careful how i say this but i got to be kind of you know, bold but careful kind of mentality. Here's what Jesus said. Don't imagine I've come to, to bring peace on the earth. No, I came to bring a sword. I've come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against your mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right in your own household. If you love your father or mother more than you love me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you love your son or daughter more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. First, let's deal with the elephant in the room. Well, Jesus, he's putting the pedal to the metal. If you love mom or dad, or you love your kids more than me, you can't be mine. So why didn't Jesus include spouses in that 
passage. Because while the design is only for one, there are a plethora of possibilities for more than one spouse. If one spouse dies and then you get remarried and so on and so forth, spouses can, in fact, be in more of a rotating position, but you can't ever divorce your parents or your children. Just, just don't get mad about it. It's, like, it's just the reality. And the reality is that the, the purpose of the passage is to make it clear cut that the requirements that everyone has, all of us, has got to be to Jesus first or you're out. <laughs> I, can I write this stuff? I'm just saying this is like he's just dead on like going, well, there it goes. There it goes. And see, you have to understand something. In the household, so here's something, because people will say, you know, why could the, why is there household in my strife? Because, Dave, if I get saved, my house, my whole household is saved. It says it in the book of Acts. No, it doesn't. Everybody uses this jailer, not everybody. Many people use this jailer text saying, well, the jailer is saved, he and his household. But they're forgetting the rest of the verse where it says, they all believed. You don't, your family's not saved because you're saved. It's not proxy salvation. If it was, you should talk to Esau because that didn't work out so good for him. Here's what it is. Everybody who doesn't receive, acknowledge, surrender, accept, yield, repent, whatever, to Jesus Christ, everybody who rejects that, if you become a Christian or if you are a Christian, there will be a tension. It will always be that way. It will never be different. Because in the truth of the matter is Jesus in this text, in these verses that we're talking about right here, verse 34 to 37, he's telling you there is a distinction between people who say yes and people who say no. You are on one side or the other. And I know because you don't want to hear that. It's like, gosh, that's hard. To, I know. But listen, if you don't love Jesus more than your family, in fact, as you know, where we're going next week, more than yourself, you're in trouble. That's what he's talking about. And people are like, you can't love Jesus more than yourself. Absolutely absurd. Of course you can. First, you can do all things through Christ. Second, it's a command. Third, you're so selfish if you think otherwise. Your life is just about you, your universe. Well, why don't you be God then? You see what I'm saying? It's like that. Eh, eh, eh. You find the fullness of life when you surrender your life unto the Lord. There it is. Just, just, just can't, can't make that any clearer for anybody anywhere. Jesus first, always, not sometimes, okay? Wow, that's a lot of, wow, right? I mean, <laughs> Good stuff, though, Dave. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to get anybody angry, but God is, <laughs> so that's on you. And, and let me say this, Dave, yeah. when you were, you were reading that, two things popped in my head, because, you know, we all battle different stuff. Study and pray day and night. No excuses. Love Christ more than you love yourself. There you go. Excellent summation. Great job, my brother. All right. We're done for this. We're going to take our break, then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at 1,000 miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. 
You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts, and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? So the situation uh, for the woman turned out to be fine. But remember, he's there with Jairus, and Jairus' daughter is dying. Uh, verse 35, while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader, and said, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. This is a situation for Jairus that went from worse to the worst. All right, you know how we said it can go from bad to worse? We were talking about that. Well, it can go from bad to worse to the worst. And this is the worst. The guy's daughter died. Oh, she wasn't just really sick. She died dead. And they even said to her, "What? there's no point in talking to this guy anymore. This is over. Situation done. That's how a lot of us process situation done. But then Jesus does what Jesus does because he's so amazing. He overheard what they said to him. They didn't say it to Jesus. They said it to the guy. They said it to, to Jairus. Right? And they said to him, why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus said to, to Jairus, don't be afraid, just believe. So there are three things that you just you can't miss this. Number one, Jesus is telling the guy whose daughter just died, ignore them. It's like, can you imagine? Okay. Uh, the doctor just pronounced her dead. Yeah, ignore that guy. <laughs> what? He's the doctor. Ignore that guy. That's just like the blind men who are like people are telling him, be quiet, stop it, stop it. And he shouts out all the more. It's at some point you just got to ignore any external noise that hasn't been sanctioned by God and just go, I'm not paying attention to that. 770 KAAM Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.